Welcome to John and Dylan Online, a show where two big, fat, wet comedians talk about internet history. This week, we're talking about the man who invented being desperate on the internet, Dane Cook. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This week, it's the guy who made MySpace nobody's space. It is... Mothers, lock up your daughters who just turned 19. He's heading to an acting class. Dane, Dane, cook, 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 cook. Yeah, free dumb. So, John, this is going to be like a, a jazzy one because we're both stand up comedians and I'm not that certain I won't have to look Dane Cook in the eyes before I'm dead. So, John, navigate that, please. You're going to look him in the eyes for sure. You live in a la la land. Dane Cook, listen, here's the thing. Dunking on Dane Cook is very fucking easy if you want to just talk about the fact that he was basically just in the affliction shirt, the comedian of the 2000s. Like, it was just, he, wa- he was what an Ed Hardy hat was. He was what, like, those weird leather jackets that people wore briefly were. Like, it was just, like, he was just, he was Sam Kinison. He was... Not even I will Joe Rogan. He was so big. You don't we don't fathom how big he, he was so no, 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 fucking no, no. popular. About the, the big oh here's what I'm talking about, John. I'm talking about the fact that this man, Sam Kinison had a had jokes that were literally like uh oh yeah, everyone should be scared of AIDS. Name one straight guy that's ever gotten fucking AIDS. It's for yeah. homos. And he had every time he was on stage, he had Two fucking women on stage. Also, one of the things he would do once he ran out of material, this is Sam Kinison, which was this pretty pretty quickly. This is this is this by famous the, six years into comedy. So he, he got ran famous out of six, material immediately. So fast. Oh, I know what you're about to tell him. It's the cra- this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He'd he bring- call up guys' ex-girlfriends and just be like, Hey, uh, is this da da da? Well, maybe you should have thought about cheating on you fucking bitch. And he'd be like, Yeah. Let's go fucking kill her. And he's like, I want to. I want to find and kill this woman. And I um, want, we are guilty of hyperbole on this program from time to time. Right now, it's not one of those times. That right is, now, it's true. That is something he would do. This is a lot. And by the way, and it was sometimes they would fake it. Sometimes it was real because one time I can't remember. I read this in a book. He freaked out because it wasn't working. And it's because he didn't have an act like Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison has also become a cultural touchstone because of um, how much Joe Rogan loves Sam Kinison. So he always talks about him, but he was very much one of the store guys. What I am talking about, though, is Sam Kinison was the, he he was the face. He was the tip of the spear of a type of comedy. Andrew Dice Clay. You know what I'm saying? He was sort of, Andrew Dice Clay is a better example of it. Like he was so specifically associated with one type of comedy. And then it just it fizzled out because of that. Go ahead. And Dan Cook, that's Dan Cook's problem. That's exactly it. Combined, Sam Kinnis and Andrew Dice Clay had an hour and a half. And then that hour and a half basically was received like, like, if you think like male influencers are crazy now, dude, 
these guys get the lead singer of funny by fucking studios yeah like bear in mind the culture like people are like oh the culture now is so intense i'm like sebastian bach the lead singer of one of the biggest bands at the uh, in the world at the time at the mtv awards wore a shirt that said aids kills the f word dead yeah <laughs> and was banned off the network and everyone was like why why and then immediately oh you wanted him to be shirtless is that why is that the reason <laughs> immediate and immediately people are complaining about how you, you it's too fucking face like that was the thing in the yeah night. that's where Dane cook was literally like yo you guys know when you're making yo, yeah this is the other thing pancakes what do you what do you put? like no one puts their fucking hands in it but it's such a tamer version of the shit you have now where it's like when everyone's annoyed by it like matt rife is the new dane cook which is why because i've been here but let me ex- correct but it's the same thing of Sam Kinnis and Andrew Dice Clay were reacting to a time, like we're in that reaction in the encapsulation in the same way where Dane Cook was so of the time of the 2000s were so nothing. And it was just like, he looks the part. So he's the thing in that Dane Cook is really big and theatrical. All oh, we love Robin Williams. He's really big and theatrical. Oh, and he's handsome. Okay. He fits the part, but yeah, you're right. Like everything was also like so epic and intense. But like, also Dane Cook is the example of like something that happens a lot now where you look at comedians online, you see people, this happens all the time. Comedian post clip of them killing. And then people in the comments go like, this must be a laugh track. Yeah. But it's like, you're not there. And Dane cook is one of those people who can go on in a stage in a club and take the fucking air out of the room with how hard he can kill doing straight up nonsense. Just like, yeah. he so, says like a uh, grilled cheese, you know, grilled cheese, you got a grilled cheese backflip. Like that's so, and then people are like losing this their is the, fucking shit. This is the true inside baseball on this fucking guy. Is Dane Cook killed the hardest at the hottest show in LA in a place called Dublin's? This was a famous, like this is a famously big show. It was run by Ryan Sickler, who's now a podcaster, with another guy named Jay Larson, who uh promotes stand-up comedy at the weirdest nightclubs in Los Angeles and was briefly the comedy booker of the Laugh Factory. And it was a place where agents went, everyone went. And Dane Cook would close every show. The show was so popular, they had another show, I think, in the parking lot. This is how L.A. comedy is so demeaning. They had another show in the parking lot that you showcased for to get on the main show. Like, it was (laughs) so fucking insane. And, like, literally, and people were like, Dane Cook killed the hardest at that. And the other thing is, people always credit Dane Cook with MySpace, 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 the interaction. They also pushed this fucking guy to the moon. He did stand-up comedy on the MTV Video Music Awards and and MTV Awards. He was just fucking everywhere. And he gave everyone his fucking CD, which had his Comedy Central Presents on it. And his Comedy Central Presents looks so different than the other ones. And that is needs to be stressed. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's why I like about Comedy Central Presents. Everyone got their own set. I agree completely. I, lo- I think they're still the best versions of comedy specials. They were also like of a time where like ever like you could see that some people were just bad at being stand-ups on television because it was like their acts were interactives. And it was also like so many of it was drawn from New York. So it's also very funny in that they all have like a weird New York joke because they're all New York hacks. And you realize, oh, they didn't really go on the road. It's very funny. Yeah. Dane Cook has uh, he comes up through Boston. He starts with like Jill Burr and yeah, he, uh, Joe Jogan. He's in a improv troupe with Robert Kelly. And they soon start doing stand up comedy almost exclusively with Patrice O'Neill. And I can only assume 
Patrice O'Neill bullied the shit out of Dane Cook. Yeah, well, like he, they, he he clearly bullied most men. Yeah, he was just a giant bully. Like that's the other thing. That's, like, oh, Patrice, he was a genius. See, he was robbed. He was also a piece of shit. That guy was on the first season of The Office, and they fired him because he was so unpleasant to the other actors. Which is like, you know, there's a there's some re- sometimes people get where they deserve. You know what I mean? I, Patrice is a genius, but it's like that guy's he not was, fun he was to be a around. Great comedian, but also like, I've said this once: if you're Patrice O'Neill is an amazing comedian. If he's your favorite comedian, you're probably fucked because, like, he is. If he was around now, he would just be in that fucking right wing. Oh, I'm so upset he's not around. Pop podcast with him like that. He had those his his viewpoints were that close. Oh yeah, and like one of the things that got him to pop shortly before his death, he was going to become full famous. But one of the things that got him to pop was literally like he was on Fox News with a feminist and he just fucking yelled her down. Like he didn't, he just yelled at her the whole time. And Dane Cook comes up through that with, I think it's cool that he had that act when it's like every other comedian must have thought he was a fucking loser. And he's, he's like, no, but I'm killing. Oh, and there has to be something about it where it's people like, talk about how hard like they literally pe- like there are a bunch of people that I've had people describe. They're like, clean. you don't there's none of it is dirty. This that is, is the, the thing. thing. It's all he is clean. clean. They were like, it was so clean. It was also because there was also like you, they everyone like they really contextualize it too. Uh, they're like, you have to remember stand up in 2005 is either people being really, really alt and weird or people literally being like, so I have a wife, and that means that I'm going to kill her. And, and oh, like, it's yeah. really, really extreme. And then you have a guy who's got abs who looks like, like, bear in mind, this is Ryan Reynolds one is going on at this time, which is also the, you have to remember that like comedy and mainstream stuff is still very much like friends and sitcomified. And like Will Ferrell stuff is happening, stuff right now, but no one is like a handsome, like alpha weird stand up. And that's what Dane Cook encapsulates. And that like all of his bits are like, like it's also he's never the loser it's like he's always like he is all of his jokes are like isn't it awesome when you're making breakfast and then later someone gives you money yeah the only thing i would say about dane cook is like the the reason that i didn't like him when i first saw for hard like he's got the volume completely but what's so interesting is this i've never seen this he was the first one that literally like as he was getting famous there was like he was him and john cena he started taking off people were like Fuck this guy. Him and John Cena should have a conversation of what it's like to be the most really being famous in an area for people hating you. Like they're the same thing of like this motherfucker's number one and we eat number one around here. Yeah, it's the same thing as like you become you're as you're rising. The people who are nerds about the thing you do, which is a lot of people hate you, but everyone who just watches it casually loves you. And the thing that people do not give Dane credit Dane credit. That's what I call him. I call him Dane credit. Dane credit. Give him some. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. I'm cooking it up. I'm cooking up his credit for Dane credit. The reason why we are in a stand-up comedy renaissance and that it is a giant big art form with a bunch of different genres is because of Dane Cook. Because Dane Cook literally went from comedy clubs to arenas in a year by himself so that he could get the money back that his brother embezzled from him. Like improvising an act just because he desperately needed to work and he applied his like... And made stand-up comedy so big. So then all those nerds were like, fuck this guy. We need someone different. And here comes Louis C.K. Here comes Patrice O'Neill. Here comes Bill Burr. Like all these alternatives to Dane Cook are immediately present because there were all these people operating in a vacuum for 15 years. That's the other thing that's amazing about Dane Cook is Dane Cook in the space of two years 
makes people care about stand-up again. No one gave a fuck about stand-up comedy in 2003. People were forming sketch troops. This was the time of improv. And for those of you who don't know what improv is, it is where you don't prepare anything because you're a 35-year-old and you're there to date 19-year-olds. Speaking of which, that's other Dan Cook's-ish. Speaking of certainly does. Oh, he loves improv. But that's the, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, makes people care about stand-up. Yeah, it's, it's also like, and I think Dane Cook and Matt Reif share this. Um, there's some Matt Reif stuff going on right now about like people don't like his special or something. But like, there's nothing that of course the they don't and people <laughs> hate as a whole, rather than a handsome man who's happy. That's right. And also, Dane Cook was no, especially Dane Cook was no friend to himself. Sorry, go for it. Dane Cook was no friend to himself because he also did like he was also very saccharine. Like Matt Rife is at least being sarcastic and being an asshole and being trolly about it, which is sort of the way to approach it. As opposed to Dane Cook was always like, I keep my mom's number in my phone, even though she's dead. Because sometimes I want to call her and hear the silence. And in that silence, I thought, make a stand up comedy special. Like that's like everything Dane Cook. Like that's the problem. Dane Cook's. The Sufi. That's, exactly. That's Dane Cook's problem is he did things like invented the Sufi, which is the super FU, which is yeah, yeah, two yeah. Oh, fingers. You know when you're at traffic, we'll cut you off. You want to give him the finger, but the finger is enough. So I want to give him the fucking other finger. And then that was his like logo. Yeah. It was the Sufi. That, and it was, that was his fucking. And bear was, in mind. If you like Dane Cook, you have that tattooed on your body. And, and no one. And anyone else hears it and they're like, that's fucking open mic or nonsense but he's such a good performer he got it to work because the thing is is no one was performing in stand-up comedy like but bear in mind stand-up comedy at this time are like dudes still doing impressions like bob newhart everyone's wearing a sports coat like it was so that is being phased out and then a guy yeah a young guy who's got kids coming to the club and knows how to market to those kids like that's really what it is that's the completely and also, I wanted this to know, like, they literally went from a guy. Killing. Yeah, he's just killing. This is the other thing is he's killing. Matt Reif is the same. It's like, how did Matt Reif get where he go? Incredibly savvy operator, really put positioned himself very wide from a business way uh, perspective. Also, fucking kills. Like, that's the thing. Like, people always like people. Stand up comedy really gets a lot of that. Like, I mean, it's it's such a fucking heartache to crack. And it's like, or the person that makes everyone go the loudest he's gonna win like what are you you fucking doing go like yeah exactly if you make if you make everyone lulls and lmfao then you're gonna your baseline is like really good gigs you're like oh yeah you couldn't pop like every time i watch a dane cook documentary or a documentary about stand-up while doing it myself and they talk about how he just couldn't break through i'm like he's still in on tv all the time and playing awesome clubs like that's still he's still making a living because americans are insane you have to also understand this about americans that no anyone one outside talks. assumes this is the same thing where it's like anyone outside i had a i have a skin disorder and one of the guys i have to talk to about it is the worst decision i ever made i'll pick and choose who i tell i do comedy to and that was a really wrong decision for this guy because he just keeps on asking me about like basically like oh don't worry you'll make it you'll be famous and you're like a no i won't b i think i have <laughs> yeah like i'm fine like good man what do you what what the fuck else do you want me to do it's also what it is is also people don't understand where it's like bro you don't know where i came from i used to have an amount of roommates that should be illegal like like this is great what are you talking about because also people think they're like well don't you want to be super famous and it's like listen i would like the money 
I know people that are famous. It's annoying as fuck. It's really, do you know how weird it is? You're talking to someone and there's four people a foot away from you thinking about taking your photo. Well, also like when you were, when you were, the reason I got into this is to like, they'd say you get into, and definitely that's how I got into it. And it's like, I don't want to be famous so that like mostly people are mean to me. Yeah. If like, everyone's nice to me and they love me one day i put like fucking i don't know i put marmalade and peanut butter on a sandwich and then everyone calls in death threats to my family like there is a restaurant guy who was like yeah they weren't nice to me he 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 reviews restaurants and he kept on please don't be mean to these people but they weren't nice to me and there was a restaurant with a similar name so they started mailing death threats to the people at that restaurant and the restaurant, yes. he said, he gave the bad review to. Like, this is horrible. Yeah, it's it's too much. It's insane. And it's also like, Dane Cook doesn't get the credit. And the amount of people that, like, dunked on him went after him. And, like, it was so crazy. Like, it was also, the hate was immediate and insane and incessant. To the point that he got accused of being a joke thief from Louis C.K. And then Louis was in the middle of Louis basically being Federico Frecciarini, the Italian shitty filmmaker of new york fuck you louis you saccharine weirdo so they do this weird episode where louis visits dane cook and they talk about it but it's a fictionalized show so is it actually them apologizing but then people were like it's okay to like dane cook now because louis forgiven him and literally the world was a drama club that scene that scene is pretty funny the scene it's the i mean that the the, the idea of the scene is that louis daughter's fan of dane cook so louis has to go to Dane Cook and ask Cook's him for free tickets. And tickets. Dane Cook's like, you really didn't stop those uh, rumors about how I stole your fucking joke, did you? And he's like, no, no, I didn't. Which is good because it's two perverts, two criminal it's maybe perverts. Talking two perverts. And, and also, and they make both of you like them, which is good. But well, the best part of that is the part before of it, which is Jim Norton, who's the most outed perv, most honest perv ever, just being a perv at backstage Dane Cook show. Why are you here, Jim? Pussy. I think so. <laughs> I gotta, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, but I mean, good, all right, so go for it though. Cause the, the it was, cook, but, joke thief thing, those are not stolen jokes. Those are common thought line jokes. I think that's yeah. pretty well known. It's also this weird thing of the, the internet has kind of done this whole thing of, um, um, people, how do I say this? Um, like people sort of aped what they perceived comedians wanted out of hating Dan Cook, and that's now applied to internet culture where you have these YouTube accounts that like break down joke thieves and like do joke documentaries about comedians and like have the have the fans turned on Tom and Bert sort of stuff. And this all generated from I think the Dane Cook joke thief thing because it was so clear you're correct a lot of that stuff is just common language stuff in the same way that everyone calls Amy Schumer a joke thief now. And it's like that's just common language stuff. Like it was just literally just like Oh, she took a Patrice O'Neill. No, they both were talking about the fucking, like, a hack internet thing. Like, it was just, I don't know. Sometimes fucking people are way too precious about stand-up comedy. Yeah, and, uh, but, I mean, everyone delves too much in internet things. But, anyway, so, I guess where we are right now is we're talking about Dane Cook, where he's, like, just blown off of the MySpace thing. Um, They don't really, like, mainstream, he doesn't really get that much mainstream attention till. It's like by the time he gets the mainstream attention, as John said, people already like 
Doug, have Douglas boots in on fucking hating him. Basically, he went on an arena tour and he had to book two arenas, one for the people all going to his show and then another arena to contain the rally against him existing. Like, it was so quick. Yeah, they were drinking the air. He was the face of those fucking, like... Hey, Dylan, what would you like the people that are listening to the show right now to do? Stop what you're doing right now. Stop doing your fucking dishes. Stop fucking ignoring your family at dinner. I guess if you're listening to a podcast at dinner, that's sociopathic. Rate, review, and subscribe now. Hey, John, can I tell you something? Yes. I sit down to piss and I stand up to shit. John and Dylan online. Patreon.com backslash John and Dylan online. There's all a bunch of different tiers there. $5 $5 tier, you get the episodes early and an extra episode, and I assume at this point there's a $10 tier where you just get some of pubes in an envelope. Yeah, if you fucking sign up for the $15 tier, guess what? You get nothing else different. Just give the pleasure of giving us more money. How's actually, that? you get none of the first two things. Yeah, that's actually true. To give If you give us $15, you do not get the bonus episode, and you do not get the episodes early. It's which is so interesting in the difference between now, because like he was the guys. It's like Charlottetown. They would have been like listening to Dane Cook while yeah. it happened. But Dane how do Cook I say this? Being like, let's do a Charlottetown. He's just talking about how like when you get into a, when you get out of a cab, you you get out of the cab weird. I got I got it. I got it. Dane Cook was crypto before crypto. Like people talked about him in the same way. Like, do you do you like Dane Cook? I do like Dane Cook. Yeah. If I, and then like people are like, I don't really like him. Be like, what? Like that was the same vibe. He was crypto no, I, before I don't crypto. Think you could. I think you knew. I could definitely tell you could tell the Dane Yeah, Cook you also that. know with crypto, you know immediately. <laughs> no, I mean there was a lot of people in it. Honestly, crypto was like no 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 no. There's a the difference. In the same way that like everyone Everyone went to go see Dane Cook once because he sold so many tickets. But we're talking, you know, Dane Cook fans and they're crypto fans. Same people. You still got a soul patch? You weren't one of those. You got to you, you tuck it in your dress shirt. I do not think so. I think the, the exact opposite. The people fight? who are smug about crypto are the exact same people who fucking hated Dane Cook. Now, now they were. I'm talking about then. The people that liked Dane Cook grew up, bought crypto. Talked about how they hated Dane Cook, even though that they loved him, and now are definitely posting some wild shit under anonymous accounts on the internet. Well, I just think that if you well, I do believe in 2006, like Dane Cook and Nickelback, you were having sex in 2006. I don't like either of those things, but yep. congratulations, you were living a better life than me. Yeah, was I having sex I, in two? I think. Well, you you like getting your back blown out. That's what I call it when you like Nickelback. <laughs> Ready to get your black blown out? Yeah. Turns on. This is how you remind me. <laughs> Sidebar. I get uh, ripped out of your body, bitch. Now deceased um, uh, comedy writer and director Paul Byrne once microdosed magic mushrooms and for three hours explained to me how this is how you remind me was the greatest pop song ever. Now, I disagree with him entirely. And unfortunately, he's now dead. So there's no countering to this point. But it was one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of in my life. Made even better by the fact he apparently, after I went to bed, typed out a transcript and sent it to a mutual friend about how it was the best song ever. What I'm trying to say, guys, is a little microdose of magic mushrooms and a little bit of nickel back goes a long way to making everyone have some lovely memories. What I'm trying to say is the nickelback hate, the nickelback hate, and the Dane Hook hate was the two of my favorite hates because I mean, the Nickelback hate is even better in that like the entire world basically agreed like, yeah, this band gets to live their dreams. 
but we're throwing rocks at these motherfuckers. <laughs> but once again, like it used to be back in my day, John. Oh yeah. Oh, how does that how does that sentence feel? Sounds good. You look like, like exactly nice, the guy who should be saying that. Pair of boots I'm putting on. Back in my day, John, the artist wasn't saying fucked up shit. Their fans were just fucked up. That's yeah. what the Dane Cook thing was. Their fans would punch a guy in the face and call him a slur. That's but so funny. Dane Cook's content was like, uh, you know, when you're on a building, like not in the building, but you're on it, you're on the building. And he was like, oh, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to get drunk on vodka and beat up someone who is yeah. not as good as me. So, yeah, the guy on stage is that we're like, I was wearing a tie. I was wearing a tie. He wasn't from Thailand. <laughs> they don't have ties there. <laughs> and the guy on stage is like, I wish they'd all go back to fucking Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Even saying the name of a country seems off brand for Dane Cook. Yeah. yeah. You know what? A skinny, a skinny tie. A skinny tie. Yeah. Pencil I got to say this. Pencil tie. More like a pen tie. Pencil Here's tie, something that we've tie, discovered. Pencil tie. Pen tie. And then they're like, I is there a market for some a- someone small? Is there some market for a audio only Dane Cook improviser? Because I I I think you should write for Dane Cook because you've got his voice nailed. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I mean, I don't know what it's like now because here was my favorite thing about Dane Cook is that guys who were fat like me would try and be Dane Cook on stage because they were that was their favorite comedian, but they would get out of breath really, really quickly. <laughs> And then it was like I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on this, but go ahead. Created a style of comedy that over that the same people who did, like I guess I'm like a disciple of like the people that I really admired and that I'm like that I probably borrow from more than I would want to would be like Jim Gaffigan, um, Louis. There's even Bernard like some Manning. Murphy in there. The language part, <laughs> of course. But like those are the three, those are the three my three dudes, and I and I guess prior, but like yeah, I'm getting on there and talking about how, and I went into Africa oh, and I didn't f- see any. Everyone, and everyone's like, what the fuck is this guy saying? I didn't see any. All I saw was black people, and everyone's just like, the word cancel isn't enough for what was about to happen. This guy, he's gonna be shot in the head with a gun that we all pull the trigger of as an audience. Everyone, tie your string to the gun. Anyway. Um, <laughs> who's the other British comedian that dressed in the flight suit that we watched a bunch of stand up ones smoking cigarettes yes. in your house? In Brit- oh, what's his fucking name? Roy Chubby Brown. Roy Chubby Brown. Roy Chubby Brown. <laughs> it's anyway. so in- it's insane to me when any English guys person is like, "You're not British." Have to look up Roy Chubby. Roy Brown. Chubby. Just a man exhausted. He's exhausted in a fucking so- janitor suit with a with a legit pinwheel hat on. Just pinwheel. Like, Get out of my country! And everyone's like, "What?" I'm like, "You're dressed." You're dressing. No, no, you're missing. You're missing a part. You're missing a part, which is first. The more he walks on stage, his entire audience chants, "You fat bastard!" And then he dances on stage, and then just yells, "Fuck!" And then <laughs> goes in. Oh, anytime any English person's like British comedy is better than American comedy, I just go Roy Chubby Brown, and a couple of them gone. He's got great timing, and I go, "You can fuck off." There was uh at my horrible place I lived in England, there was we had to get a plumber one time and I was the only one who woke up with the plumber and we actually had a really lovely conversation. He's a guy who I told I was a comedian too and it paid off because he was just had a very he was a lovely man, but then he was like he told me that he went to a comedy club in England and that they roasted a dude at the front row and he's like, Man, it was so racist. It was crazy racist. 
And then later on, he was like, have you ever seen Roy Chubby Brown? And I hadn't. And that's how I saw him. So I'm like, man, if he thought that if he likes Roy Chubby Brown, what the fuck did the guy, the MC do? Oh, just like hit it. Just start stabbing him. He's like, well, it's very possible because you have to remember. So in England, that circuit, there was a Dane Cook's point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your Dane Cook point. Finish it. Um, I just wanted to grind it to a halt. We were on a two. <laughs> uh, no, but all right, anyway, no, there was a guy who was, who was like easily 240 pounds and he would try and pace the stage like Dane Cook. He'd be like, you guys know bananas? You peel over. You pee. You pee. Banana skirt brown. And then you, and you bake with. <laughs> I was like, it was like, dude, I've, I've laughed a lot. The Keystone Cops in Edinburgh sketch troupe I saw where they just swore and said they fucked dead bodies made me laugh really hard. <laughs> but this guy being out of breath, but still not giving, like, to the point where I remember, like, I was like, are they going to take the bike off this dude? And be like, listen, man, you can't go on anymore. We're worried about your health. Is this guy still do it? Because I think I know who this was. You don't. <laughs> I know. We all wish we did. But that was a thing. Dane Cook created, like every big comedian, he created a type of comedy. And the oh, boy, did he. The type of comedy that he created was the best to see at open mics because it's so individual to him. Yeah. It makes no sense. He creates a reality through that live show that is completely insane. And completely. And people try and replicate it. And it is so funny when it goes. Like, Jerry Seinfeld, cre- like, all of the Seinfeld knockoffs, like, th- you can kill really well as a Seinfeld knockoff. Because it's it's very, it's a, it's a it's basic. Write down and understand. It's essentially notice minutia and report minutia back to people aware of minutia. Hey, we all have this thing in our house. Here's a thing you've also noticed. And yeah, then exactly. as opposed to Dan Cook is like, I don't have a house. I have a home spelled with a Z. Yeah, Zs are knives. All turtles, just turtles inside, inside, Fuck me. inside, inside, inside. You are so good at pretending to be Dan Cook premises. It's so creepily insane. Like it's because you, you also nail the intonation of how he begins sentences. Here's a fun fact about me. I love impressionists in the same way that I love magicians. I just, find, I'm like, I'm like in awe with their mouth. Oh my God. I find it. How do they do that? And it's you have the name, you have the clip. He starts every word where it's like, and then, and like, and you do it per like, I'll place my penis in the urinal and I piss directly in the drain. Okay, so now we've bullshitted about Dane Cook. Time to talk about very quickly. Here's how it goes: Arenas. Everyone loves hates him. He owes SNL a couple times. He does some movies. The movies are okay. They're okay. They don't re- like they make money, but not enough money. So he never gets to that extra stratosphere. So basically, he he tries to fund his own movie when he's like, I'm not getting the roles that I want. By that time, it's swung from a lot of people don't like him to most people don't like him. Like it's even invoked like it's like on Family Guy making fun of Dane Cook. Like Mm -hmm. other comedians are taking shots at this dude so much that he is now just like. Even people who don't understand why they don't find him funny just think he's not funny. And then he puts that movie in. That movie fails. I don't, I'm not sure of the timing, but like he discovers his half brother is stealing most of his money after that movie. No. His, uh, the discovery of his brother stealing his money was before Vicious Circle. So it's actually before he does Arenas. So it was basically like his whole rise, all that money's gone. And then there's arenas and it got him back to basically where he was on that one tour. 
And Dylan's completely right. He like he also does a serious Kevin Costner movie that's kind of lame called like Mr. Brooks or something like that. And then he um yeah, finances his own movie, does a weird sitcom with Jeff uh pilot with Jeffrey Tambor that was considered one of the worst pilots ever created in the history of Hollywood. Like he has some like misfires. He's just too big. He has to go away and he eventually does, has a giant falling out with the laugh factory. His ego kind of is all fucked because he was like famous and then attacked by everyone. And then he just sort of sits out 2009 to 2013, kind of. Yeah. And then kind of comes back like he. But it's weird thing about who gets to come back and who doesn't like Nickelback is having a resurgence now. We want country. Pardon me. Nickelback went country is how they did their resurgence. Oh, okay. Well, Dane Cook, like really hasn't had that much of a resurgence because when everyone looked like, hey, what's Dane Cook up to? You know, we were kind of mean to that guy. Oh, he's dating someone who just turned 18. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, Dylan, yeah, incorrect. She just, more excuse me, excuse me. Where it's like, hey, we're married at 16. No, don't look into what happened before that. Uh, first of all, hang on, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Mm. She was 19. Uh, and yeah, no, you at 18. Mm. <laughs> you basically By the way, that is something that everyone in five was like oh how old are you turning a girl will be like 19 and then and then you just hear men go oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah the oh go, uh, that's the sound of everyone getting hard and then the crowd would go crazy oh. <laughs> <laughs> and i was always like that's fucked up there it's just uh everyone bigger than you would just like to let you know small person we're gonna take it I um I will never forget a stand-up comedian who's now dead pointed at a guy and went, "Is that your daughter?" And he went, "Yeah." And he goes, "Your daughter's so hot, I bet you want to fuck your daughter." <laughs> <laughs> Applause break. Who was it <laughs> Lawrence Morgenstern? <laughs> Lawrence Morgenstern, who is now dead. Also, any time a guy would get up alone, he would go, "All homosexuals would go oh. to the bathroom." Passed. Claimed he invented he it. Because Claimed he, he invented it. He told me. I'm I get to do that still. I, that. I invented it. <laughs> I invented that. <laughs> oh man, he is a fucking best. I posted this on I posted this online, but this is true, which is Lawrence Morgan, Sir Glenn Foster, and I driving from Ottawa to Toronto in the night, and it took an additional two hours because Lawrence stopped at every time Tim Hortons to buy a bagel yeah. because Glenn Foster said he'd never had a Tim Hortons bagel before. It was mental. That's great. That yeah, Glenn Foster does have some funny stories about like him and Lawrence Morgenstern uh, going to a buffet and he realized for 45 minutes they had just talked about other buffets they went to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dade Cook, he uh yeah, he's Basically, a nine-year-old now. Everyone they try uh, to come for him, but he kind of just has the people that like him at this point. Like all internet people, where it's like, if you don't want to get if you're okay with just some people liking you, which a lot of people who get to that aren't. They want everyone to. They want to be fucking Tom Cruise famous. Yeah, no. Dane Cook will never be Tom Cruise famous, but he has a level of fame where it's like he's he's fine forever. Dane Cook supposedly his house where one of his most recent specials is just shot in his backyard, which really like how fall have you fallen? Um, I think it was a COVID situation. If I'm totally honest, that said. He uh, his house is directly above the Laugh Factory, where he which he owns a portion of, so he can just go in in there and do stand up anytime he wants. He's one of those guys that really just likes being a stand up no matter what. His life is fine, 
but yeah, it, the craziest bullying, but Dylan, you make the best point, which is it was literally the world was ready to forgive him. And it's like, they opened his hatch and then a baby was like, I'm the girlfriend. It was like, okay, well, goodbye. <laughs> well, that is the thing. Oh, that's the interesting thing. There's, there is a time, I don't know if it's 15 years. Well, how maybe it was like, because I remember people watching his last special was in 2022, I think. And I remember people telling me who are old Dane Cook fans basically doing like the thing where they're like, I'm middle aged now. I wonder if that thing I liked is. Yeah, good. great and point. They're like, oh, no, no, it's bad. Not only was that special bad, it's accompanied by the fact that he's like dating a toddler because he tried to be uh, like, I'm back. I'm Dane Cook. Like things are good. Oh, again. yeah. And you were like, no. And also he Dane has Cook a himself has gained weight and become that open micer where it's like he just can't be as energetic anymore because if you're tw- in your 20s, and you have that mon- much energy. That's an excitable guy. If you're in your 40s. Oof. Oh, bad. Pl- he's also had you're some trying to sell ruffled insurance. Rough plastic surgery. Listen, that may that new special. The other problem is, is he does bits about the age of his girlfriend and he literally goes, he was like, well, for the first 20, like he does the thing where it's like, well, the first 26 of my years of my life, she didn't exist. And the audience kind of goes like, oh, <laughs> yeah. which in 2005, though, that would have been like, oh, oh my God, you, you just you literally hear someone get a hard dick like you would hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, time for a break. We all just group shoot. That's a group shoot. <laughs> everyone laughs. <laughs> group shoot. <laughs> just, do you ever think about like Bill Burr is like having a nice drink and he's this business impresario of stand up comedy and he just thinks, well, I started stand up comedy with a man. Uh, who's had his stomach stapled, who now just does weird comedy videos from his shed, Robert Kelly, a dead person, Patrice O'Neill, and uh, a technically not a pedophile man who used to fill arenas and then shot a special in his backyard. I mean, he probably is like, they were always like that. So he's like, oh, everyone knows. And then he goes. Oh, that's, I think you're exactly right. That's exactly correct. I think he's probably like, yeah, that's right. Honestly, the stomach stapled live in your shed thing doesn't phase me at all. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with an episode of this show. Join our Patreon or don't. I don't fucking care. Dane, Dane, Dane Cook. He cares. He really cares. I do. I really care. care. I really. We we need this. Please help us. We don't.